Beneath the clothes, we find a man. And beneath the man, we find his nucleus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Hispanard. Well, this Hispanard is going to be heading out to Sin City. That's right, Las Vegas. Not only that, I'm actually going to uh, thank you. Thanks to my uh, benefactor and longtime uh, best bud. Uh, I, I'm, I always get weird about saying people's names on here. But, uh, you know, Bill, we'll say that and, and we'll leave it there. No need to say anybody's last name. Anyway, my buddy Bill um, has invited me to go and uh, watch U2 with him and another friend of his in that giant eyeball thing that they built in Vegas. It's a multi-billion dollar stadium. I think it's as tall or taller than a football field, and it's as wide as two city blocks, I believe. That's insane. <clears throat> it's been quite a few years since I saw U2. I think this will mark my fourth time seeing them live, which is, uh, wow. I mean, it is definitely one of my favorite bands Um Regardless of <laughs> where the guys have gone in the last couple of years politically or, you know, I don't know. I, I don't always agree with a lot of bands and a lot of actors as far as their well-meaning intentions and the fumbling that they do. <clears throat> but when it comes to music, I mean, U2 was definitely the music of my youth. So many... <laughs> great memories um you know both in listening to them seeing them live and sharing that with uh, a few people in my life so when i think of you too i just i think of good times and i think of my youth and uh you know pivotal time in my life um which i'm always will always be grateful for so yeah i'm so excited man to uh, go check it out. I, you know, I don't think I would have ever been able to go. I mean, left up to me. I just don't think I have it in me to, to afford to pay the ticket price and to be able to go to a venue that is, you know, just mind blowing from what I've read. I, I can't wait to, to talk about it and, and, and let you guys know, you know, give it my, uh, my sombrero rating. So that's what I'll be doing this week. I will be heading out to Vegas and it'll be a quick turnaround. I mean, literally one day in the next day, uh, right out it just going in for the, uh, for the concert and for dinner and, you know, uh, hanging out with the boys. So I'm super excited about that. So yeah, I will, 
check back in and let you guys know what I thought. I will be reviewing that giant dome in Vegas. And so, yeah, I'll let you know. Hello, everyone. The Sphere in Las Vegas. Holy smoke. Well, let's get right into it. <laughs> let's do a little bit of, uh, of uh, background reading on this thing. The Sphere, a project that was announced by Madison Square Garden Company in 2018, known as the MSG Sphere, 18,600-seat auditorium. It's an immersive video and audio wonder. 16K resolution wraparound interior LED screen. Speakers with beamforming and wave field synth technology. 4D physical effects. The venue's exterior also features 5,800 square feet of LED displays. The sphere measures 366 feet high, 516 feet wide at its broadest point. Construction went underway in 2019 and it was scheduled for, oh, it, it was suspended in 2021 and then finally opened up September 29th, 2023. First show to open up there was U2 doing a kind of uh, best of, I, I would say, but it's called Octum Baby Live. But really, it does snippets of almost every single album, uh, ex probably from Rattle and Hum on up until current day. It is amazing. I mean, one of the most incredibly visual and sound things that I've ever been a part of, certainly for a concert. I don't know how anybody in this space can ever compete. Uh, it, you're ruined. You're ruined. If you go to a show in this thing, every other show will be like quaint, you know, in comparison. It's just, it, it doesn't, uh, uh, nobody else can, can hit this level. The sphere, uh, shape projector was designed by populist with an interior that includes the world's largest led screen. Uh, initially the cost for, to build this thing was 1.2 billion. It ended up increasing as a result of design changes consisting of guest enhancements. The cost continued to increase eventually, surpassing $2 billion C with the final cost. But every single cent can be seen on display. It is incredible. I mean, let me see here. Let, let, let's go through a couple more of the facts. Let's see. The dome's roof. Uh, required 3,000 tons in 2021 as crews began the installation of 32 trusses. Uh, I don't even know what a truss is, but whatever. The dome was stopped off uh, June 18th, and the work was already underway on the external exosphere, which would be built around the dome. Exosphere, exosphere will be made of LED light panels, which will be visible from several miles away. I can attest to that. It will be 30%. Yeah, it. It's one of the most remarkable things. It's 18,600 people. 
All the seats have high-speed internet access. Haptic technology is incorporated into 10,000 of the venue seats. Seating doesn't wrap around the entire sphere. Instead, covering approximately two-thirds of the exterior, while the stage takes venue can accommodate 20,000 people in standing capacity. The sphere has nine levels, including the basement where the VIP club is located. A total of 23 suites, oh, I was wondering about that, are included across the third and fifth floors. The sphere's exterior is equipped with 16K resolution wraparound LED screens measuring 160,000 feet. It's the largest and highest resolution LED screen in the world. The exterior of the venue features 5,800, which can feature holiday themes with sphere depicting Halloween, jack-o'-lantern, moon, among so many other things. Let me see. The sphere features a spatial audio system. Uh, technology equips 96 drivers each. The sound, yeah, the sound system was incredible. So, yeah, that that's the the uh, the technical some of the technical jargon. You can get that all online. I I will say when it comes to the actual uh, spectacle of it all and, and the show. I mean, this is my fourth time seeing you two in concert. Every single time they put on an incredible show, those guys, uh, they know how to deliver, uh, not just song-wise, but also in the interactiveness of, of what they're bringing to the show, the the uh, the messaging around the show, the 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 thinking. You know, that they've always gone big, but this is just next level. I mean, next level. I was trying to figure out who. After uh, U2 is done with their residency, because it is a residency, I mean, they're running all the way up until September, I mean, December, rather. They're running all the way up uh, through December with the show. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a Vegas residency. Uh, and, and it wasn't like they skimmed on time. The show started, I think, about, I would say, 8.50, ended about almost 11 o'clock. Uh, so, it, and no opening act. It was just, again, just selected hits from almost every, uh, you know, a, a, every um, uh, catalog of theirs, you know, or, or, or uh, album of theirs. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm scratching my head. Try, I was tr- I've been trying to think, who else could bring it like that? What other, what other rock band? And at this point, I feel like anybody that has, you know, 30, 40 years of, of, uh, hits or, or maybe, maybe not even that much, let's say 20 years or something, because immediately I I started thinking maybe the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters would be a really, uh, they'd be able to put on an amazing visual display while, you know, giving you hit after hit of, of their songs. So something like that would work. Uh, I think there's maybe something like Beyonce or Jay-Z or somebody like that would probably be able to bring it uh, because their catalog is so big. And it's just, it's almost like you're better off having too much music than too little music and then really crafting a set list that can really play up visually what you're able to bring to the table because this isn't like 
that this thing is so impressive when it comes to the technology that is built into it that you can't be a band and just bring, you know, flat visuals or flat video of things that you think would go along with your music. You need to do it the way that you too did it, where literally all of the images, all of the uh, uh, the video, everything that they brought to the table had some kind of interconnectivity woven thread story that fit with the music. And it was so well done that it was in perfect timing with the set, you know, the individual songs, which you got to understand that is not an easy task if you're going to be playing live. Sure, you can tell Larry Mullen Jr., you can tell uh, Adam, you can tell uh, The Edge, you know, and Bono, they can all tell themselves, we're going to do three and a half minutes of this song. There's still some improvisation going on there. There's still, you know, you have to have a little bit of wiggle room for somebody taking a drink or, you know, just something going wrong or right where you get, you know, this spirit all of a sudden of, of bringing a little bit extra to something. Somehow all that still worked with the visuals. They were able to time it just right. It was incredible and beautiful. And like I said, U2 is one of those bands that is very thoughtful about the imagery that they bring to the table when it comes to the music. So they're not, they're not bringing you generic, random things that are pretty that go along with some of the, you know, some of the lyrics of the music. No, they're they're crafting these images, and, and so if you're a band and you're coming, you you know, to the sphere, man, you gotta bring it hard. You just have to really know what visuals, what. Uh, you know, still images, what videos, what uh, handcrafted 3D uh, images that you're going to uh, to generate that are going to complement a show. And so, you know, I remember the days of going to, to uh, a concert where you weren't going for the visuals. You were literally just going for the music. That's it. So... There's a huge advantage if you're already a beloved band who, again, and and not disparaging any of the people that I'm about to say because I actually love their music and I think they're fantastic, but I can't see a Sarah McLaughlin, a Natalie Merchant, uh, you know, I can't see anybody who's just slowed down in tempo or, or like Sting or, you know, anybody like that coming and and just doing the regular music it just it won't work it won't work you you got to you got to bring the thunder you got to you got to bring speed you got to bring rock and roll you got to you got to shred and then those images got to coincide with that oh man I, the future of this thing i'm <laughs> i never kind of really feel this way or think this i mean i don't feel this way about you know like movie theaters for example but 
I'm really hoping this thing is successful because I feel like everybody should have the opportunity to go experience this for themselves. I I want to I want to go back tomorrow. Like I would go back tonight. I so uh, now let let let's get into that part. <laughs> I think it was last week that my uh, buddy Bill invited me to uh, fly out to Vegas to to go check this thing out. And uh, I said yes, and I was talked to work and and let them clear space for me, uh, and and I knew that it was going to be a very tight uh, turnaround and the whole thing. So uh, I took Wednesday off. I was planning on getting some rest before actually heading out to the um, to fly out. Didn't happen. Went to John Wayne Airport, which I've never flown out of that airport before it was amazing loved it just slow go easy beautiful flew out got into vegas got a uh, cab immediately met up with one of uh, bill's friends who's now a friend of mine rick and um so we you know took a cab went straight to i i believe it's called the encore which is owned by the wind and it's actually an extra tower that looks just beautiful spot. Um, we were able to uh, get into a sweet, gorgeous room. Didn't even get to super enjoy it because of the tight turnaround. But dropped our stuff off. <clears throat> ended up uh, kind of hunting around for food. I was looking for something because I hadn't eaten anything since breakfast. But uh, it just wasn't going to happen. By the time that we landed, put everything away, we were kind of like a little bit of a tight schedule. The the win slash encore actually has a connected bridge that leads right into the sphere. So we were able to, you know, get in that way. Um, digital tickets got scanned, made it into the the main portion of the sphere, which that's a spectacle in of itself it it's actually really interesting that the way the place is uh set up because you've got the venue portion of it which almost feels like one of the side outer walls and then you've got the center of the sphere which has you know and it's multi-level it's so big you've got food you've got merch areas you've got bathrooms you i think you have other rooms for other purposes but didn't get a chance to see that. Anyway, again, starving. Ended up uh, buying pizza in the place. Pizza was amazing. I mean, just this giant square brick of, of a slice of pizza was incredible. So got that. Got a drink. Found our seats. Uh, sat down. And <laughs> one of the things, too, I right when we got in sat down and we were i was taking everything in i hadn't read anything about this place at this point so i didn't really know the way that it functioned i didn't know what i was looking at in front of me was an uh l l lc yeah lsc is a drug lcd screen so i had no clue what what was being shown to me was a a stone interior wall that went way up 
you know, uh, high above us, you know, uh, which would be the 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 height of the dome. Uh, at one point, uh, my buddy Bill and I even saw a pigeon fly in and land in one of the crevices of the uh, of the stone working. But I kept looking at it, and I something was not right to my eyes and but i but it was such high definition that i was having a really tough time kind of pinpointing it but i kept looking at it kept looking at it i started studying the lighting uh the the interior lighting versus the lighting that was coming from outside from the sky so you know looking at all of it i i'd come to the conclusion fairly quickly i said this is not real this is a this is a projection this is a you know a, a a screen but i mean it was incredibly well i mean such high definition and so well done that it could completely trick you and and it had for a few minutes as i was looking at it. but i i finally realized like no this is a this isn't real I don't know if the hole in the ceiling that leads outside is real or not. That one I kept debating back and forth. I kept thinking, cool idea. If the top is open like that, that means that when it rains, they must have some kind of automatic covering thing that goes over. It's the only thing that makes sense. Not that it rains that much in uh, Las Vegas, but you know, you don't want to destroy a venue like that. Yeah, it turns out not even the case that that projection was completely fake i was not looking out into the sky i was actually looking at an uh lcd screen it was incredible uh, another really cool thing so i would say we were like smack in the middle of the dome you know that uh there's uh, there were people on the ground level, which were right underneath the stage. And so that was standing only. Then from there, it just, you know, uh, it was seating. And it was, uh, what's that? What's the word for that? Uh, uh, stadium. Uh, yeah, stadium style seating. But um, I, I would say, I would argue that the seats that we were at might be the best in the entire place in in terms of your ability to really take everything in without any kind of visual distortion because we were basically dead center uh almost you know like i would say if we had been to the left of us of where we were sitting we would have been exactly dead center, but at this point we were just slightly to the right of dead center. But hands down, best place to be. There were so many people below us, so and so many people above us. I mean, if it's what twenty thousand total, so including the people on the floor, um, yeah, and and the place was packed. I mean, just packed. When we first got in, it was already pretty popping it was, it was busy there's a lot of people that were buying merch we bought food we sat down and the inside of the place was already pretty packed but by the time the show started i mean it was a full complete house 
It was incredible. Oh, so that's what I was going to say. The stage itself was made of the same screens, you know, material as the walls, which I thought was genius because they were able to project things on the walls, project things, and then project a different thing. And I keep saying projecting, but it's not projecting, it's displaying. They, they were able to display a variety of different images and make the stage look like different things. Even though the stage had the same consistent shape, it was a square shape with a round circle with another round circle in the middle where uh, any act, including Bono, could slowly rotate. Um, yeah, you, you were able to turn that into different environments and different with different, you know, it, it could have different backgrounds while another thing was going on. That's the other thing that's so impressive about this whole thing is that because it's all panels, technically you can display a unique image video in each panel, or you can have them all working together to display, you know, a, a, a much broader scene that, uh, you know, whatever it is that, that you want to put on there, which they did several times. They, they would jump back and forth between uh, the different things that were available, uh, you know, as, uh, as visuals to go along with the music. But um, anyway, we saw the boys come out and I'm actually even thinking about it now. I'm like shocked at how far of a distance we were from the stage. We could see the boys but we couldn't see any detail of the boys. You know, they were like tiny little ants, uh, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because the way they had the, the cameras set up in front of the, you know, in front of the stage, they had them on, on uh, track rollers. And so they, you know, they could move them electronically without necessarily having a, a guy run them back and forth. They also had, another set which they actually brought out after the fact um when the show maybe was in its second song but they had these big crane cameras above the boys and so they had these cameras that were a uh, stage level cameras that were above them and you know that gave them the ability to real-time project wherever the boys were moving on stage, whatever they were doing. And this is kind of the genius of the show direction too, is you can see how much time and effort and love was put into the show because the per who you know, person or people that are running the cameras have to be so good at their job that they're able to keep the boys centered within the dis whatever's being displayed from any of the panels at any given time. So you've got Bono running around, you've got, you know, uh, edge running around, you've got them doing different things and you've got to be able to keep them within uh, the center view of whatever the, whatever's being projected or displayed out on the, on the screens. That's some work right there. And those guys definitely earn their money. The people that were, uh, responsible for following the boys around and getting that done and then on top of that the the imagery itself i mean 
you can go online and you can definitely see it, or you can go to Alex Iniguez Art on Instagram and you can see, uh, you know, some of the live video that I took from there. But I'm sure on YouTube you'll you'd be able to get a really nice, clear HD of the whole thing. Doesn't even do it justice. Not even close. I mean, to to be there to see that. Uh, on display there are moments in the show where visually it's overwhelming in, in a good way like it's overwhelming and you're like oh i feel like i'm about to get crushed by this or this is about to envelop me or this is going to overtake and it's incredible it's incredible i i i want everybody to go to experience this to go see this this is just amazing I, again i truly and i never thought i'd say this about anything in las vegas because generally guys i don't i don't like vegas it's not my thing i want this thing to survive for like a hundred years like <laughs> it's it's incredible it it's just it's the way to see a concert <laughs> I'm <laughs> forget about seeing a movie or anything that takes you know that's that's heavily visual that that there's so many potential potentially incredible things that can be done with this space it boggles the mind the the level of immersion. I mean, there was a period in the show. I think, it, yeah, it was towards the end where you just, you, they end up making the entire place look like you're in the desert. I would say probably about four or five o'clock uh, at night or in the afternoon. And, and you feel like you're in sunlight. You feel like you're in that environment env environment at that time. And we, the, the audience, is, ends up being lit up the way that you would be if you were outdoors. It, it was kind of shocking. It was kind of shocking because how, again, how much high resolution is being pumped out to create that illusion. Uh, there was another point in the show where uh, it's outer space. You just outer space is, is above us and around us. And you're, you're seeing nebulas, you're seeing shooting stars. You're seeing it's, I mean, just stunning. Another, another moment had uh, this water scene and I, you would be hard pressed not to think that water was going to rush out and just, wash out the that that lower row the vip row that's how visually stunning so yeah i five sombreros five enthusiastic sombreros the boys did an amazing job you know bono's 60 something now the fact that he's able to hit some of those high notes still is is amazing obviously he can't he can't do that, that super high, 
you know, from his youth. <laughs> I can't do it either. But, uh, man, sounded fantastic. The boys all sounded great. The only person that wasn't there was, uh, and, and I had mixed up the uh, the names, but uh, Larry Mullen Jr., which is their drummer since, you know, since they started, uh, currently, uh, he, I think I'd have to go out and read it, but I think he got into an accident or got hurt in some way. So he was uh, unable to, to drum for the show while they're going on. In fact, I could probably look it up and see what what happened here. Let's take a look. Larry Jr. Surgery. There we go. So this comes from Variety. Larry Mullen Jr. says UG Tour is not likely for 2003 as he faces surgery. Uh, let me see. Says interview that if U2 did tour next year, it would be without him as he faces surgery that he expects to take him out of commission for a while. Mullen was interviewed along with the three members by da-da-da-da. Usually press shy drummer was doing his first interview in seven years, although he's paraphrased and not directly quoted about the band's immediate future. Scramming says buried in an aside deep in the article. He's blunt, uh, noting that Mullen says if band plays uh, live in 2023, it'll probably be without him. He needs surgery to continue playing. That same is not elaborated on the kind of surgery the drummer required is not described, which yeah, the boys didn't describe either. Uh, rather, they just send. They said send out prayers for you know Larry to recover quickly. So hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, this isn't uh, the end of the road for his time as a drummer with you two. They had an excellent drummer who was able to replace him uh, for this uh, residency, and uh, I imagine though a after. U2 is done with this run in Vegas. They're going to be able to just take as much time off as they want. I know that they're already multimillionaires. I, I get that already. But from what I was reading, they're they're making a million dollars a night for this show. Uh, <laughs> for every performance. So that's not too shabby. Uh, by the and and their their overhead cost is almost zero. That's the that's the other genius of this venue and the beauty of this venue is if you're a band, you don't need to bring anything with you. Everything is provided. The sound is perfect. I mean, wherever you're sitting, everything sounds great. The, the noise level is perfect. The visuals are perfect. The venue is perfect. Everything is five sombreros across the board. So, yeah amazing i you know when i started uh this app i wasn't really sure what i was gonna get I, I you know i i was hoping for good things i was not disappointed even the food in the place was amazing i ended up picking up uh, a, a a slice of a square pie of pizza that was delicious now granted you know i was starving but whatever and then afterwards, getting uh, tacos, tacos gordo or whatever, like uh, like, oh, this uh, tacos al pastor right after the concert was incredible. It just no food ever tasted so good. Oh yeah, I, I forgot to <laughs> finish that part of it. So we go to this amazing concert, 
we're done afterwards. We're trying to get out with the rest of the crowd, and we're desperately trying to make our way over to uh, that that Mexican joint to meet up with a friend of Rick's, which you know we were successful. We were able to to get over there and uh, made it with at that point closed yet but we thought it was up until two but it was actually open until midnight i think but we were able to make it in get our food sit down have great conversations afterwards uh rick went off to go do something bill and i went off to uh we found i think it's called the sky lounge to be able to smoke a cigar and and have some bourbon i believe i ended up having a uh a girly mixed drink that was delicious. And then we just sat around and in this perfect environment spot, it was like a room inside of a larger room. I mean, Vegas does it right. I will say that. So, you know, we, we were inside the Venetian and we found the, the sky lounge. And so a beautiful square, you know, space, with just the right amount of seating and like uh, like drapes you know along the edges to kind of keep you isolated from the rest of the casino but yet at the same time you could still see people wandering around it was really great and just got to talk about family and theology and you know life and just but the best way to end a night you know and then uh after that it was back to our room where we, I think after it was all said and done, you know, finally went to bed around three in the morning, got up at five 30, headed straight back to, uh, the, the airport and then made our way back home. So it was a super quick trip. Uh, and yet we were able to get so much, uh, done and and got a lot of stuff fitted in and you know uh sacrificed a little bit of sleep I, I haven't done one of those in a long time where i only slept for two hours but that was okay i got to sleep on the uh on the flight back 40 minute flight i think i got like 30 minutes of sleep got home got four more hours of sleep and i'm feeling fine now so yeah just amazing amazing time i can't thank those guys enough it was uh it felt like one of those once in a lifetime opportunities but I, i'm really hoping to go back i would love to take my wife back to see someone awesome in that venue like i said i think everybody should try to go it's it's incredible man is it so five sombreros for the whole trip five sombreros for vegas this time around oh that was another thing too like we ran around everywhere and the place felt I was not expecting <laughs> at all. But, uh, you know, I, I think it does help if you stay at a super nice place, you go to a super nice venue <laughs> that probably kind of helps to, to have, to give you that perception. But yeah, it, it was amazing. So no geek news, <laughs> uh, this week. Instead, uh, this is one of those, uh, a thing I like. So five some barrels for you too. Five some barrels for the sphere in Vegas, five some barrels for, uh, tacos al pastor, five some barrels across the board, even five some barrels for 
not that much sleep. I'll even take that. So there you go. Anyway, thank you guys. Appreciate you. Love you. And uh, definitely <laughs> drink your water, take your vitamins, eat your vegetables, especially if you're only going to get a little bit of sleep. Definitely make that happen. So love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.